Welcome to Love Shape Life Podcast, where our goal is to help people to see, experience, and live the radical love of God. With me today in the studio is Abby Owens. Abby, we want to welcome you. It's nice to be back. Thank you. Abby, so this is your second time back. Uh, we had recorded and already released your first story, which is called Abby's Story. If you haven't had a chance to see it, we encourage you to check it out on YouTube, or you can listen to the audio version on your uh, favorite podcast uh, program. Mm -hmm. Abby, in that first story, we talked about how you were raised in a dysfunctional religious home. Uh, your father was a pastor. Uh, you, you went to church often. It was a very difficult situation because at church and then at home, there was sometimes perhaps two different things going on and, and very confusing. And then you grew up there. You actually enjoyed, you went to Academy, which is a um, church high school, right? right? A, a high school, I should say, run by the church. And you enjoyed going to that Academy, correct? I did. Yeah. And then when you turned 18 years old, an unfortunate thing happened where you became pregnant and then you were pretty much pressured into, because it was considered the right thing to do, yes. to marry uh, the young man. Mm -hmm. So after you got married, that turned into an abusive relationship for about 12 years. Yeah. And that abusive relationship was physical at times. It was verbal often. You mentioned how you would have black eyes. You were very bruised. Uh, you ended up having uh, uh, several children. Yes, I had two children. You had two children. Yes. And uh, after 12 years, the marriage ended. Right. Correct? Yes. Yeah. And then, you know, life goes on and some uh, um, unfortunate circumstances happened as well. And right. you can listen to that again in part one of Abby's story. So just to pick up today, we want to talk about now more going into the healing process and what that was like for you. So as your son grew up, you mentioned in the first story, he began to like be on the streets a lot and you had remarried mm -hmm. and uh, you were praying. You began to pray. Yes. Right. You began yes. to pray uh, for your, your son. And he actually one day invited you to come to church. Yes. Right. You weren't sure about going mm -hmm. at the time. Right. I was not. Uh, I want I want to have a relationship with God, but I was I was down with going to church. Yeah, because of your previous experience yes. and and what happened to you during your pregnancy and how you were treated by what appeared to, what you thought was your church family. Right. So there was some negative things there. So right. he, but you you eventually went uh, to the church and God was moving on your heart, yes. and you ended up getting baptized along with your husband. Right. Right. Mm. It was the first time that I saw my first miracle, and it was seeing God use my son to bring me back. Mm. And not only did uh, I change my life, but he changed his life. So mm. that was the first miracle I witnessed. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. When you say bring me back, we're, you're talking about bringing you back to God, right. correct? Yeah. Right. Just to clarify, you're, he's bringing you... And church, you, yeah. Yeah, and church, yeah. <laughs> yes. You're bringing you back to God. So... Uh, Abby, you were baptized, and so share with us what was life like for you after your baptism? It was exciting because I had been on this new journey learning, and I thought, you know, things are going to be different. Mm -hmm. And um, to my surprise, you know, not much changed. Um, it was more the the reality that things around me, you know, my, even though my marriage is good and my husband had also accepted Christ, 
I still had dysfunctional relationships and, and healing. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I just thought it would all go away. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, after baptism, I had to, uh, have a different approach Mm -hmm. And it was going to be a long journey. Mm -hmm. so, it wasn't overnight. Yeah, so you, you were happy. You were baptized. Mm -hmm. You know, you were walking with God. You were seeking to walk with God. But again, your, your environment still hadn't changed. You yes. still had some dysfunctional relationships happening that you had to deal with. And your hope was that, obviously, like we all do, uh, things would just be perfect. Correct. And everything was going to be smooth from then on out. But that wasn't a reality. Uh, you also had, you know, scars to deal with because being verbally abused, physically abused, uh, being rejected by a church family when you get pregnant, uh, and, and that picture of God that you, uh, you know, was shown to you was something that you pretty much had given up on God at that time yes. because you didn't feel worthy uh, of God. Right. And, and that was the hardest thing to overcome was the negative thoughts that I had in my mind, um, because you're not fixed overnight mm -hmm. and no one could fix me other than God. Mm -hmm. And so it was the beginning of my journey, but the scars were there. Mm -hmm. So could we say it's a process, right? It's a process. So that in that journey, it's a process to healing. Yes. The healing began, right? Yes. But there was still the, the reality of you're still dealing with uh, thoughts, memories. Yes. Uh, um, still not feeling good about myself. and Still not feeling good about yourself. Yeah. Abby, there was a song that I had listened to that uh, reminded me of you, and I just wanted to share with you the lyrics and see what you thought of it. It's called Scars, and it goes like this. Waking up to a new sunrise, looking back from the other side, I can see now with open eyes. Darkest waters and deepest pain, I wouldn't trade it for anything because my brokenness brought me to you and these wounds are a story you'll use. So I'm thankful for the scars because without them, I wouldn't know your heart and I know they'll always tell of who you are. So forever, I am thankful for the scars. It reminded me of your story because you talked about, you know, after you were baptized, how it was like, a, uh, like the new sunrise, right? You were looking back now to the other side, and you shared with me how even walking on the beach or, you know, things were different. Yes. I, I just had a different outlook in, at life, and I mentioned um, my dog. I had a, a dog that was just a, our pet. Mm -hmm. Now mm -hmm. I look at my dog as a creature that got created for me. Mm, and and he's my best friend. But little things, you know, walking on the beach. Um, in the past, I would just go to the beach, and it's the beach. Mm -hmm. Now I actually feel God's presence there and everything about it makes me meditate and, and it makes me feel close to him. Yeah, that's beautiful. So it's just a different yeah. so mindset. There, yeah. So there was this awakening, right? There was this yeah. new, you're a new creature in Christ, so to speak, right? Yeah. God is changing your heart, but you still got these scars to deal with. So like the song says, you know, uh, I'm thankful for the scars because without them, I wouldn't know who you are. Mm. Do you feel that way in your life? Yes. I think that having gone through what I did and having all that pain is what drew me closer to God. Um, I had been hurt so much in the past that I was just running away, but it, it took me down rock bottom. Mm -hmm. And if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have been searching. And so it did bring me back to God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. So looking back now, because that's what the song's talking about, about looking back, you see things from a different perspective. 
like you had mentioned it earlier in your first episode, how that you, you didn't really see God, you know, when you were in that dark spot, right? You didn't right. see God, but now you're looking back and like you had mentioned earlier, you, you saw God and God using people to help you along the pathway, right? Correct. So now you're on this journey for healing from these scars. What was that like? It took a while. It, it took a while because my self-worth was so destroyed. And even though I was on the right path, my, my marriage is good. My husband also accepted Christ. So we had that in common. I had mm -hmm. support. But the pain was still there. Um, it wasn't as raw as before, but now what I'm dealing with is is um, all the thoughts, all the negative thoughts about myself were still there. Mm -hmm. You know, just to stop there for a moment, you know, the Bible says that life and death are in the power of the tongue, mm. right? So when you're being verbally abused, you had mentioned to me that you would rather have been beaten physically if you had a choice between the two than yeah. the verbal abuse because of the impact. I mean, they're, they're, they're both bad, but yes, that destroys your, your self-worth. And I believed it. Mm. It got to a point that you start hearing that so much that you really believe there's something wrong with you, mm. that you're not worth worthy. Mm -hmm. And so that journey takes a while because even though you accept Christ and you know that he can change your life, those thoughts are in your mind. Yes. Yeah. They're powerful. They're, they're, they're powerful. powerful. And so for me, it, again, it took a long time, but it was dismissing those thoughts and replacing them with something good. Mm -hmm. okay. And as I started growing and learning who God's character is, I felt like if I'm thinking this badly about myself, that's kind of offensive to God. Mm -hmm. and, 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 so, and so I started feeling bad about you know, thinking that way and started reframing and, and just replacing, no, I'm not worthless. I am worthless. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I am worthy. I can be loved. I'm not unlovable. Mm -hmm. All those thoughts that were going through my mind, I had to dismiss them, but it took a long time to um, believe it. Well, again, we talked about a process of healing, right? So a relationship with God is a process where we've all been affected by sin, right? Uh, whether it's through other relationships, just being born into this world, the effect that uh, it, it has on us, and then those voices in our head, right? Oftentimes, uh, unhealthy self-talk becomes so loud that even though we've been baptized, you've been baptized, you still have these voices in your head, so to speak, that are that are dominant. They're yes. telling you that you're worthless and, and you're you're not worthy, right? You're just you, there was negative. So so what happened in here, if I understand you correctly, is as you came to know God better and see the beauty of who God was and you were being attracted to God because God's speaking life into you. Right. And you're seeing now that you're a value in God's eyes. But now you are making a decision to say, I'm not going to think these thoughts anymore. I'm going to embrace what God is saying to me. Is that correct? Was this part of That's, this transformation yes. process that was happening? That's correct. Yeah, I mean, I started, you know, studying more and I got involved in different study groups and, and it's, it's a combination of a lot of things. Surrounding yourself with people that value you, that help build you. Mm, oh, that's I good. Needed, uh, I needed a community. Mm. I couldn't do this by myself. Yeah. So it was God. It was the, the positive people that I chose to surround myself with. It was trying to learn, trying to get to know God more, trying to have a different outlook by taking better care of myself. My mental state of mind was so damaged mm -hmm. that it took a while to fix. Yeah. Well, and, and I just want to say that 
even the people that are listening to this podcast and all of us, regardless of where we come from, we're all damaged a certain, to a certain degree yes. of how we're thinking and how yes. we're processing. You know, the Bible says that as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Mm. So that what we're thinking in our mind is who we become. If we look in the mirror, we can see that we're the products of what we're thinking. Right. Right. So right. it's really a beautiful thing. You're talking about walking with God and how God is showing you how to replace what he's thinking about you. Uh, you know, take what he's thinking about you and replacing those negative thoughts. Right. right? And that's what you right. were doing. You were embracing that. But you also mentioned the value of community. I mean, when you look at God and the Godhead, that's a community. God created us to be relational beings because he's a relational beings. So we need community. And you made a decision to surround yourself and put yourself in a positive community. People that were going to lift you up and encourage you. I did. There's and, value in that. Right. And, and in time, you know, um, you're, you're studying with a group of people, you're socializing with a positive group of people, and uh, just by meeting people, it starts leading into different things. I remember going to different seminars or book clubs, and they were like meant for me. Mm. Um, there was a couple that I, I went to, one that was uh, for Gift to Live. And help me how to forgive those that hurt me. Mm, that's good. And to release that poison. So that was mm-hmm. therapeutic and healing for me. Um, so, so let's stop mm-hmm. there for a moment. Uh, listening again to you, you were making choices. Yes. Right? There's a little saying, we make choices, choices make us. Yes. So you were making positive choices to improve yourself. Yes. So there's a part for us to play in the process. Absolutely. We can't just... Uh, dump it all on God and ask God to fix us. Mm-hmm. He is there. He walks with us. He guides us. But we have a part to do. Yeah, you know, there's a story in the Bible. It's the man at the pool of Bethesda. He was lame, mm-hmm. right? He was crippled. And Jesus came unto him and asked him if he wanted to be made whole, right? And so, and then at, as the story goes on, Jesus told him to arise and walk. So as he took what Jesus said, and he chose to get up and walk, Jesus made him whole. What you're doing is you're choosing to get up and walk, mm-hmm. right? Because Jesus has promised to make you whole. He's making you whole, but you're choosing to walk. In other words, helping yourself, cooperating with God. Yeah. And that's huge, I think, yes. for all of us and people that are listening, is to realize we have to make choices and act on those choices for the process of healing to take place. Yes. And when you make those choices, God does bring people in your life mm. at different times for this, different seasons or reasons. Mm. It just happens. And I was blessed to have a, a circle of friends that, you know, encouraged me. And that led to a lot of different things that I started growing and healing. Mm. I don't think that it'll all be completely gone till we are with Jesus face to face. Um, and I think um, those scars are there for us to remember mm-hmm. and, um, and share. Mm-hmm. Um, there's others that are going through that experience. And when you share, you can bring some motivation and, and, and hope for somebody else. When you say that those scars are not going to be completely gone, yeah. uh, we were talking earlier and you were talking about how you don't have to allow the scars to define who you are. Yes, So you weren't allowing and still aren't allowing the scars to define who you are. You're allowing uh, God to define who you are, that you're a value in his eyes. You're a child of God. You are loved by God. Correct? Correct. Yeah. Correct. I am no longer that person. And I looked at the podcast and I, it hurt to relive that and to see that happen to me. 
but at the same time, I just don't recognize that that girl mm. at all. Well, that's beautiful. So share with us how you, to help people that are listening, how not to allow those scars to define who you are, right? And how you've done that in your life, right? So. It takes wor- work. And I'm the first thing is you have to um, surrender and ask God for help. Mm. And in my case, I could not do this alone. I wanted a, a better place. I was just rock bottom. Mm. And in order for me to heal, I, need to, I needed to ask God to help me. And like I said, surround yourself with people that can, you know, lift you up and be mm-hmm. support system. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no shame doing that. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Well, uh, sensing that we need God, uh, we were created to live in a relationship with God, right? We yes. were created to live in relationships with each other. So our society looks at dependency as a negative, but in God's perspective, dependency in the sense of, of God needs us, we need him, relationally speaking, is a positive, right? So you are sensing yeah. that you need, you need to help. Yeah, and I think that that's a circle of, of life. Um, it, we're meant to love and to receive love. And when you are in that circle, it becomes healing mm. when you're able to give it back. Mm. And, and to receive. So it's not mm-hmm. just one way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. Yeah. I want to back up to something you said earlier. You said you went to a seminar called Forgive to Live, right? Yes. So in that seminar, Forgive to Live, you said you learned to forgive those, right? Yes. Tell us about that. What was forgiving those who had hurt you like? What was that process like? Did that all of a sudden like a light bulb went on and you just no, forgave? No, or no. what was it a process? I mean, share with us. That was many years that it took for me to forgive. But what I learned in that seminar is that that's like a poison that you hold inside. And that doesn't mean that you restore that relationship. You may never speak to that person again. But to forgive is to let go of that and not hold it, harbor any resentment in your heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I, I did that. And at the same time, through that process, I learned to reframe to see why that person was abusive, why that person brought harm to me. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, you start seeing, you know, the, the dysfunctional, the, I mean, something bad happened to that person too. Mm-hmm. You know, um, abusers abuse others. So, so you weren't making an excuse for them, right? but you were actually, by reframing, Understanding. You, were, you were seeking to understand how they became an abuser, right? right. But not necessarily, you're, you weren't clearly not uh, condoning their, what they were doing, yeah. right? They were just exactly. you were empathizing with perhaps how they ended up there. And that, that helped you forgive It did, reframing. it did. And, and again, it doesn't mean that um, the trust is earned, or that a restored relationship, you know, occurs. It just means that you let go of the poison. And no, I chose beautiful. to do that. Yeah. Well, bitterness and resentment is a poison. Yes. And it will crush us on the inside. The interesting thing about, uh, you know, resentment and unforgiveness is that other person could be free. And they're not even thinking about you. Right. And you're a prisoner inside yes. your own heart. And so that's why God says to forgive and it shall be forgiven thee. Just like God forgives us, he wants to forgive others so that we can be free. Right. We don't have to be prisoners and, and praise God you chose to forgive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's it, beauty. It freed me. You know, I freed don't, you. I have no resentment. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I liked what you said. It freed you. It did. You know, it did. Uh, following 
what God says is freedom. Yes. You know, Jesus said, you should know the truth and the truth shall set you free. There's freedom in following those principles. Amen. You know. So you had shared with me before that you read a book called The Lies We Believed, right? And and that helped you a lot. It did. And again, those those lies are from the enemy because the more that we believe these lies, the more we are in chains mm -hmm. and you become um, unworthy. You, you just become like you... You start believing that, and it just changes your whole character. Mm -hmm. And by not believing that and changing your thought process, again, it frees you to be somebody else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that, that seminar helped me a lot, or that book actually helped me a lot to mm -hmm. dismiss those thoughts. Dismiss those thoughts. Yeah. I think it's huge. Again, I know we had mentioned earlier in the podcast, but again, recognizing uh, negative uh, thought patterns. Yeah. Because those thought patterns become like ruts in our mind. I mean, they're just embedded in there. And so the only way we're going to get rid of them is by embracing uh, what God is saying and just seeking to replace it. Doesn't mean it's going away, right? right, right. But what God is saying can become the dominant uh, thoughts, right? Like you are forgiven now. Yes. We don't have to deal with, I don't have to walk around guilty and ashamed because God has forgiven me. Right. 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 Uh, uh, you're a value in God's eyes. And and just seeing how God sees us. He doesn't see us that way. Mm -hmm. Stupid, dumb, unworthy. I mean, he wow. doesn't see any of that. Those are really powerful words. And if you keep thinking that, you're going to believe that. Mm -hmm. And I, I really wanted to change that. I did not want to view myself like that mm -hmm. in a negative way. And I felt like, like I said earlier, that it was kind of a sin to think that way of myself mm -hmm. when God created me, you know, to his image. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think perhaps for our audience, just expanding, you were saying that you felt it was like a sin to think that way. Yeah. Uh, from talking to you earlier, I, I think you were expressing how you felt like, why am I thinking this way? Right. Because God is speaking to me in a positive yes. light. So I'm actually hurting God, right? Exactly. I'm hurting God by not embracing what he says. Exactly. And everything I'm reading in the Bible and all the sacrifices he's doing for me, mm -hmm. and it's like I am not accepting that gift mm -hmm. by putting myself down. What, what portion do you think of your healing process could you attribute to that, to embracing what God was saying versus those negative thoughts that were in your head, like you, you were told you were stupid, you were worthless, and those stuck with you even after you were baptized, and now you're saying, hey, I'm not going to think that way. I'm going to accept what God is saying to me. I'm not stupid. I'm a child of God. How much do you think in your healing process has that impacted you? Uh, a lot, a lot. I mean, just... just learning about God through the Bible and the promises, I mean, they're for all of us. And so I'm one of those, I mean, so it's, I'm not excluded. That's for mm. me too. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. I think that's so important that the promises of God are for all of us, yes. right? And yeah. for those of you who are listening, when God is saying something, you're reading the Bible, God is speaking to you and speaking to your heart. Uh, as well as to your heart and my heart. Oftentimes, we think it's for somebody else, right? right? 
and uh, we hear, but we don't hear, so to speak. Right. Because what God is saying is not penetrating down to the level of our emotions, where we're embracing it. Right. We're accepting it. Right. Right. So we're seeing what God says, but then we need to accept it as our own. And that's what you are doing. Yes. And I think it's so important for all of us and process and part of the healing process is to be accepting that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Praise and, God. Yeah. And and prayers. I mean, just seeing prayers answered for me. And it's not like every single one was answered, but there were so many prayers that I look back as I did journal and I would write a prayer. I would ask for something. And then years later, I would, I would see that it happened. God answered that prayer. Mm -hmm. So that strengthens your faith that, you know, he's listening to you, that you are worthy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Abby, share with us uh, in this healing process, you said you still were surrounded by uh, some relationships that were still toxic. Yes. But what changed? Me. I had to change my approach. I, I had Christ in me, and I also felt this responsibility to be better and be a better example. Mm -hmm. I didn't ever want my family or my friends to say, she hasn't changed. She's the same person. Mm -hmm. And I, I really felt that level of responsibility, and it, it didn't happen overnight, but mm -hmm. in time... I think um, our my relationships improved because people did see a change in me. Mm -hmm. And when there's a change, there's more trust. Mm -hmm. And I have just learned to, you know, deal with the situations a little bit better. And it's not worth, so, you know, the argument sometimes, you know. So you, you, God had changed your heart. And now in God changing your heart, you were looking at those relationships a little differently. Yes. Right? Yes. Instead of looking at the anger, the resentment yes. that you had, you are now forgiving. Yeah. And now you are seeking to uh, be a better person even to those people. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so interesting, again, to me, how circumstances may remain the same. But if we allow God to work in our heart, we see those circumstances differently and we will address those circumstances differently. Yes. And it's not that I consider myself better just because I'm a Christian now, mm -hmm. but you can see some of the characters and behaviors so molded that there's no change. Mm -hmm. And you can actually see that and, and be compassionate that it's unfortunate because we all want to change. Mm -hmm. And when you see someone not changing, then it's... Everyone has hope, but at the same time, you start recognizing that, mm -hmm. that they're damaged. Mm -hmm. So again, you're, you're uh, reframing, right? Reframing the way you're looking at the circumstances. Yes. Which is uh, such a gift uh, from God to change your oh, heart and, and anyone's heart. And uh, you're still dealing in toxic relationships, but you're not affected by them the way you used to. Right, right. And I think that's that's the beauty of, you know, having God in your life, that he does help you see things differently that I would have never seen before, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. So this healing process, again, we're talking about a healing process. Is there anything else that you uh, uh, see uh, that are that you've done in the healing process in cooperating with God? Um you know, you talked about making choices, yes. right? To better your environment, to to feed yourself with positive things. 
Uh, you talked about reframing, right? Mm -hmm. You talked mm -hmm. about changing the way you were thinking and embracing what God was thinking. And that was a, a large part uh, of your healing process. Right. Uh, anything else that you feel you could add to that? Um, I've built a community of amazing people around me. Um, I've gotten to do activities and things that are interest my mind. And um, I like to take care of myself. I think working out is also a big part of your mental health. It's all a big <clears throat> component of things. You, you said working out. So yeah. we're talking about exercising, <laughs> yeah, exercising, right? So do you exercise on a regular basis? Do I try you... to. I think mm -hmm. it's good for the mind. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, as far as, uh, again, God created us whole, right? Yeah. Mentally, physically, emotionally. So exercising helps our mental outlook. And also, since our mental outlook is improved, it helps us in our communication with God. You know. Yes, all of it. Yeah. Uh, physically, mentally, and spiritually. I think that those three goes hand in hand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, again, back to our song, Abby, you know, uh, he goes on to say, it goes on to say here about how, again, the chorus is, I'm thankful for the, star, the scars. It goes on to say, now I'm standing in confidence with the strength of your faithfulness, and I'm not who I was before. Mm -hmm. No, I don't have to fear anymore. So I'm thankful for the scars because without them, I wouldn't know your heart. And I know they'll always tell me of who you are. So forever, I'm thankful for the scars. Do you feel that way? Do you feel like you're standing in the confidence of God with the strength of his faithfulness and you weren't who you were before, right? Definitely. you don't fear anymore. Definitely. I'm not. Mm -hmm. I'm a new person. Yeah. You know, I think we, we talked about before not allowing your past to define you. Yes. Right. Yes. So today, when you wake up each day and you're living with your relationship with God, do you have thoughts from your past that come to you? Never. Never. I mean, very honestly, very seldom. Very seldom. Nothing triggers those thoughts and thought patterns. No, I mean, <clears throat> no, no. I think what what uh, perhaps, uh, Abby, and again, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but yeah. as you grow in your relationship with God and, and God, what God is saying to you becomes stronger, you're embracing what God is saying. So he's healing you, right? Yeah. He's healing you. Those voices in your head are becoming weaker. What once defined you, they don't define you anymore until you become strong. And like the, the song says, your, your confidence because your strength is in God's faithfulness, Amen. right? Mm -hmm. Because he has healed you. Yes. And is healing you, right? Yes. Because like you mentioned, healing is a process in a journey that, you know, it just continues to go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it goes on to say, again, I can see, I can see how you delivered me. In your hands, in your feet, I found my victory. Amen. You feel like you can see? I can see. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful because talking about the past, even though I don't relive it that mm -hmm. much or think about it, but it just makes me so grateful where I'm where I'm at today, and that God, you know, took me from that bottomless pit that I felt that was in, and brought me here. Yeah. So uh, I I know that <clears throat> I'm sure people that are listening, uh, there are times in our life where we feel like we go into a bottomless pit, right? There's just dark 
parts in our life. And sometimes we're not even sure how we get into that dark, uh, bottomless pit. What would you say to people that are in that situation today as to a pathway to get out? You got to seek for God. It's the only, the only person that can bring you out. Mm -hmm. Nobody can get you out of that hole. Um, and, and I want to stop there. Yeah. When you're saying seek for God, so you, so you remember in your original podcast, you had a bad religious experience, yes. right? Where when you got pregnant, you felt yeah. like you were rejected. Not that you felt like you were really rejected by your church family, right? Right. And, and you didn't even consider yourself worthy anymore. So now as your journey's gone, God's opened your eyes because through the scars, you've, you've also, he used your son to bring you to the point of seeing him and his beauty. Amen. Yes. Right? Yes. So when you're saying, seek God, because he's the only one that helped you, regardless of people's religious experience, whether it was bad or good. Yes. Because those people did that and, and not God. And so I, I had the wrong picture of God. Given to you by people. Given to me by people. Mm -hmm. But... There's also this need, this longing for God. Mm -hmm. And I think you have to, you know, the first thing is prayer. Prayer. I mean, that, that connects you to God. Even if you're not comfortable opening the Bible and understanding the Bible, just talking to God. Mm -hmm. So um, cry out for help. Cry out for help. And mm -hmm. he will open avenues and ways to help you. Mm -hmm. So, Abby... How do you see God now? I see God as my personal Savior. I think He's beautiful. I think God has been faithful to me my whole entire life, and He's pursued me, mm. pursued me my whole entire life. So I, even through the dark Even times. through the dark, He was there. He was there. I look back and I see where He was or the people He sent, but He was always there caring for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What else do you see in God, this God that has healed you, this God that you wake up to every morning to spend time with and to serve? He wants a relationship with us, and He wants to save us. Mm -hmm. And and to me, that's, you know, I love getting up early in the morning and, and spending time with Him, and that's something I started years ago. Mm -hmm. And that's what really started changing my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, again, when we're looking at, seeing God. You saw God as somebody who's always pursued you. He's always been faithful to you. Yes. He's loved you, right? He's forgiven you. Yes. Uh, he wants a relationship with you. And he's restored me. And he's, he's restored brought me to you. a different he's place. Oh, yes. That's beautiful. Yes. He's delivered you. Yes. Right? So that's why you're thankful for the scars. Yes. Because without them, you wouldn't yeah. have known God's heart. That's right. So you've, God has taken a bad situation in your life and turn it out to something beautiful. Yes. Would you trade it? Um, I mean, I wish I never went through that, no. but I, um, I'm grateful that I did because mm -hmm. I've learned and um, it's made me stronger and it's brought me closer to God. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I won. Yeah. So it wasn't God's like will for you or perfect will no. for you to go through such a thing, but he used that bad situation yeah. and turned it into good. Right. And... Um, and we're grateful that that's who God is, yeah. that God is faithful, 
God loves every human being. God never gives up on any human being. God will forgive uh, whatever sins, whatever guilt, whatever shame we have. He can remove it all. Yes. He, that you mentioned about there's a longing in our heart, right? Every human being has that longing yes. in the heart because God put it there. Mm-hmm. And only God can fill it. Right. We can try to fill it with the things of this world, but they don't satisfy. It'll leave you empty. <clears throat> It'll leave It'll you le- empty. And that's where I was. I had been in the world and then, you know, I, I just had enough. I just wasn't satisfied and I was empty. Mm-hmm. And when I started, you know, searching and, and, you know, having Christ in my life, it just changed my whole life. Mm-hmm. And ha- having been here and here, there's no comparison, mm-hmm. no comparison. And that's what I would say to someone that's going through, you know, difficult times that that will pass. That will pass and God will get you through it. Mm. Amen. And, and all those things <clears throat> that all the negative things that's happened in your life, God can turn them around for something good. I think that's a great point because sometimes when we're in that dark valley... You don't see it. You can't see it. Right. And you can't see your way out. But in that dark valley, God is there, mm-hmm. right? That's why it's so important, like you mentioned, to cry out to God, even though you can't see. Right. And then He will get you out. So when you were talking again earlier about cry out to God, you're talking about this God who you see now. Yes. Right? Yes. Don't allow any of your past if it's negative religious experiences and not everybody has negative religious experience to define God for you. Yes. Yeah. You have to find out for yourself. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's what I, I went on this journey to, to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, Abby, we're so grateful for you because now where you've come from your story, again, you came from, uh, this, this very challenging life, uh, abusive situations to a life where, God has healed you and is in the process, I should say, of healing you. And uh, he uses you to help other people uh, find him and find healing. Yes. So in closing, Abby, uh, is there something that you would like to share? Something that perhaps you would want to speak to people who are listening uh, to your story? Something you would want to leave them with? What would you want to leave them with? Never give hope. Never give up on hope. I mean, when you give up on hope, there's nothing left. Mm-hmm. So don't give up on, on that and that God is listening to you. Just reach out to God and cry. Cry for help. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, this is a subject, we talk about abuse, but it's a subject that it's not talked too much about. And it happens in Christian homes. And um, under no circumstances, that's okay. I think sometimes we make that okay and you take it like you cost it or you're at fault and um, I would just encourage women to be strong and, and to not you know tolerate something like that because that's not true love and, and to not be in a situation like that unhealthy unhealthy yeah yeah well Abby your story is again uh, a beautiful story and, and seeing God working in somebody's life. And that's the life God wants to work in everyone's life. So wherever you find yourself to be, if you're listening to this podcast, we want you to remember that the God of heaven is a God of love, a God who uh, wants you, desires you, sees that you're a value in his eyes, 
and he will deliver you from whatever circumstance you find yourself in, he will deliver you. If you're weak, he will strengthen you. If you're ignorant, he'll give you wisdom. If you find yourself uh, tempted or a slave to certain habits, he'll break those chains. He will deliver you. That's who God is. Amen. That's what God wants. Embrace that God. We encourage you again to give God an opportunity that you might see his beauty and experience him for who he is, that you can live out the radical love of God and experience the healing that has come to somebody like Abby's life as well. And remember, Love Shape Life, you want to check us out, go to our website, uh, uh, loveshape.life. That's loveshape.life. Uh, we do have a community that we are seeking to form and forming of people who want to live out and experience the radical love of God. And until next time, we encourage all of you to lean in to a Love Shape Life.